boys. We're here. Fellas. All three of us. Hi. <laughs> Back together again. Oh, boy. <laughs> so excited. Look at the new guy. Look at the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like, um, of this podcast, Chris is like the kid who... Like he's I don't know, maybe his parents are in the army or something or whatever, but he like keeps leaving the school and then coming back. Because <laughs> <laughs> like he comes back but everybody knows him, so he's like the coolest new guy yeah. possible. Right. <laughs> like, whoa man. I'll take that. That sounds great. What a what a what a description. Yeah. It was like, whoa man, how was living at Myrtle Beach with your dad for like two months? <laughs> right. <laughs> now you're back. All right, well, Chris, uh, you missed, like, a bunch of hold open, so yeah. I'm throwing them at you right now. Yeah. Chris, do you say ginger ale or ginger ale? That's so hard for me to say. I don't have time to stop between the two words. So <laughs> I, I listened to, to that episode, and I didn't know um, that I said it the wrong way until you guys dove into that topic. And I say ginger ale. Like, I don't, there's no, I don't have time to pronunciate every syllable okay ginger ale do you have it do you not let's go so it's one word to me her cousins likes ginger ale three words <laughs> <laughs> all right and chris what would your barbie come with what would my barbie come with yep can you guys give me some some just what did, what how did you guys answer this question <laughs> oh my gosh it, or your Ken would come with, because you are, you know, a guy. So I guess your Ken would come with. Yeah. Barbies come with things. Okay. Barbies have different jobs. They um, have different things they do. I think my Ken would come with a barbell and weights. Okay. Oh, nailed it. We nailed, nailed it. it. We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. But also, since I didn't know what answer you're going to give me, I asked your wife. And she oh. said, <laughs> she said he would definitely be workout Barbie. But... With the drawstring backpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, can, can I add one other thing? Because like Good. Barbie comes with a Corvette, right? Mine would come with a Wrangler. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's there on brand. Yep. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up? It's the Brunch Breakdown Podcast. Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the meat. In Taco Bell Crunch Wraps, <laughs> we're going to be talking about <laughs> butter statues made of uh, sports stars. The weirdest thing we saw on the internet this week, beer, music, a lot more. I'm sure there'll be a lot of different tangents because all three of us are here. So who knows where this is going to go? Dan, let everybody know where they can find the Brunch Breakdown. I absolutely can. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, people, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Audible, anything in between. It's peanut butter and jelly. Okay. It's everything. It's wonderful. We're everywhere. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Let the episodes come right to you. Download on the go. Listen to them in the car at work. We encourage you to listen to us at work. We love it. Um, new episodes every Wednesday. Again, hit follow, hit subscribe. We've got full video episodes as well. Okay. Those also come out on Wednesdays on our YouTube page, our Facebook page. Um, those are scheduled though. That's a noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific premiere but you can watch them on demand anytime you want to watch after that on both of those mediums okay we're everywhere on social media at brunch breakdown simple we own it all at brunch breakdown nobody owns that we do facebook x instagram threads triller tiktok it's where you find your brunch bites okay chris you missed that we've named the clips every week those are the brunch bites how it took us 153 episodes to figure that out <laughs> we'll have no idea but those are where the brunch bites are found okay and then of course the Sounds of Brunch is also available, and that's on Spotify. Okay, we give you what we're listening to each and every week, put it together in a nice little playlist. We keep last week's on there in case you need to catch up. Um, we give that to you up every Friday on Spotify. Just search Sounds of Brunch. Beautiful. Well, it's time to get random topics off our chest. And Chris, what is on your mind, sir? Uh, so boys, it's nice to be with you here. Uh, I. Carl. But to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot over the last few days. Um, I think, and preface it with this, this is good advice for some people, bad advice for other people. 
but I, I feel like it's true right now. Um, if you have like a project that you've been meaning to get to, like something around the house that you've just, you've talked about wanting to do for the longest time, but just haven't found the time to do it. Um, or anything else like, you know, you, you got something you want to build or you want to buy, whatever the case may be. Um, if you just haven't gotten around to it, maybe consider getting pregnant and having a kid because hear me out here. Uh, nothing kicks project management into gear faster than knowing there is a kid coming. Okay. Have you heard this term nesting before? Holy shit. It's real. Okay. And, uh, this time around with our third baby on the way, uh, the nesting has been more intense because I'm like, as the protector, the dad, the protector of this baby coming into our family, I'm, I'm very much trying to create safe spaces where my baby will be able to escape the two psychopathic children that I have raised to date. Okay. So we've always talked about wanting to turn the basement into a game room. And like over the course of three days, it's happened, boys. It's happened. And I'm unbelievably happy with it. It's great. Everything works out down there perfectly. All of the the thinking, the thought, the planning that's gone into it in the cranium has all of a sudden manifested in our basement. And we have a game room now. And uh, yeah, just thinking like, hey, all you listeners out there, I don't know if you've been thinking about doing something to the house, haven't gotten around to it. Maybe you need to have a kid. There, that is. <laughs> Start getting pregnant, people. <laughs> Dude, that is the most ass backward advice that you could possibly give someone, <laughs> but it is amazing. <laughs> hey, it, it 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 might work for you. It might not, and if it doesn't, and you took my advice to have a kid, sorry. I mean, it's not my problem, but it could work out for you too. You never know. That was not expecting that at all. I thought you were going to give us this like, hey, you're running out of time. Football season's around the corner. You don't want to be spending Saturdays. You're going to be spending Saturdays and Sundays watching TV. You don't want to try to fit in time to. Nope. Okay. No. Get pregnant. Message message received. (laughs) Yeah. I 100% thought for sure that you were going to say, just have somebody come do it. Pay for it. Because I'm having someone come install, like put a pergola up. Like we were going to do it ourselves. And then we're like, why let's have somebody else do it otherwise you know roof will come on it'll be off i don't know who knows we're just gonna end up doing it anyway so i feel you but uh not with the kid part but yeah i I like hey listen i like your advice i'm terrified that you coach people and change people's lives now because (laughs) because if you make somebody lose a bunch of inches off their waist they'll kind of listen to you about anything yeah. So well, I haven't <laughs> built this strategy into like any PDFs yet. Don't worry. This is just uh we're workshopping it here on the brunch breakdown. Okay. Hey, we go. I like okay. it. And hey, <laughs> if you do end up having a kid, tweet us at brunch breakdown. Let us know how it went. <laughs> let, no, don't let us know about how your kid is. Let us know how your projects went before you had the kid. Projects yeah. Did. yeah. Take yeah. it into gear. Tell us about that room you painted. Let's go. Yeah. Damn, get it off your chest. Um, okay. I, I will try. Um, I love going before Dan. I love yeah. going before Dan. It's my favorite. <laughs> this is what I get for, you know, having to go last at the end of a bruise day is, is, is I get set up in a position like this for the chess segment. So, um, uh, we're all homeowners, gentlemen, it kind of what you were alluding to there a little bit, Chris, we're all homeowners. I've been a homeowner for almost 10 years, which kind of made me sick when I thought about it. Um, two different homes, but, uh, this year, I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, but this year out of all of them, out of 10, everything has started to fall apart all at the same time, all at the same time, right on schedule. Okay. We had a leak in the main water valve. It's pretty serious leak there. Um, the washing machine died. RIP had to buy a new one. The air conditioning stopped working in the hottest summer on planet earth's record on the record of planet earth okay um and now one of our wonderful tvs has just died it's time is up it's gone 
And if you're a homeowner, you understand these struggles, right? Happens to everybody. But to have it all happen at the same time is so infuriating. And I don't really have advice or anything like that to give anybody. I'm just here to complain because I'm kind of sick of it. (laughs) Okay. And I'm a little concerned because it's only August and, you know, we still got plenty of time for more shit to go wrong by the end of the calendar year. And that that makes me uh, a little worried because just when we think we're starting to save up, we've got a big vacation coming up at the end of September, saving up for that. Uh, maybe saving up for that next project that you're talking about there, Chris, that next project to kick it into gear. Just when you think all that money goes down to toilet, down the toilet to probably literally a new toilet. That's probably what's next <laughs> is a new where that money's going anyways. So good luck to everybody out there. Just feeling the struggle right now. A little bit, a little bit. From my experience, that's uh that that's the way it goes like i remember dan you were there when we did like the house inspection for our house and everything yeah like katie was taking notes and as the inspector was telling us about like the roof and the furnace and the like all these things he was like like afterwards we like put the numbers together and we were like oh like in five years armageddon's (laughs) happening right and like everything happens that's my experience man it's like they build the houses to get you through like 10 to 15 years. And then after that period of time, you're on your own, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all lines up that way. It's we're, we're in the Armageddon zone right now where we're feeling it. Cue the Aerosmith. It'll be okay. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I feel that so much like freaking dude. It's so stupid how you get the inspection and they tell you, you know, in about five years, and I'm like, how the fuck do you know? How do you know? They're like, yep, yeah, so somewhere in about five years. So we've been in this house for three years, and then all of a sudden everything started breaking apart, and they were completely right. It's like new roof. I'm like, ah, we live in California. It doesn't rain that much. Cue the largest freaking the yeah. most rain we've had in like 80 years. And yep. then yeah, our freaking walls look like they're crying and all this shit. So we had to get yeah, it's terrible. Anyways, boys, uh gotta get this off my chest. Um so when you are dating someone and you decide, you know what? I think we're going to take that leap. Going to get married. Please. And I've said this before on the brunch breakdown. Please make sure that you like that person. Okay. <laughs> love is very important. I get it. Love is what all the movies are about. It's everything you hear. It's like love, 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 love. But I'm somebody who believes you can fall in love multiple times. It's the liking part that you really need to focus on because this week (laughs) I had to, I had a really busy schedule. I worked in uh, basically worked in San Diego like three times. And I, and one of the nights I was like, I am dying. I cannot drive back to LA. I have to stay here. Like, cause I knew I had to work there the next day. And my wife being the most amazing person in this world was like, I get it. All right. You just have to like stay down there. Right. And I did that and I thought to myself, wow, like this could have went completely differently if my wife did not like me or support me (laughs) because (laughs) I don't have a traditional job. So like, you know, I make good money, but I don't have a traditional job. And so it's like she could easily have been like, this is stupid. Get your ass back. Quit everything you're doing. Go work in IT. Easily could have done that. But instead, she did that. And I just had to get off my chest. They're like, listen, when you get married, make sure the person likes you and what you're into. Because if not, it's going to go bad. And <laughs> I'm learning that every day being married, that I just I, and I like my wife and my wife likes me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. That's that's tremendous advice, because otherwise your marriage becomes like your house. And after three to five years, shit starts to fall apart and (laughs) can't exactly replace pieces there. You got to you know, you got to you're moving out, literally, figuratively moving out. So that's that's wonderful, wonderful advice, because, yeah, you start to you see a little too much of that nowadays. Like, man, those two seem to be in love and uh, now they don't even like each other. 
that's that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, man. I think of like I think about this all the time, Didi. Like the stuff that I'm into and the time that I dedicate to those things. And my wife is just like, those things are important to you. So it's important that you do them. I'm like, holy shit. Like, whoa. Like what an advanced take on, on life, you know? Um, And sometimes I think there's a Bill Burr joke, which I'm not going to try and tell, but he ends it. It's like about his wife being mad at him for being the way that he is. And he ends the joke by saying like, when are you going to follow the trail of breadcrumbs to the guy that you married? I was this, I was always this way. And like, that's important. Like understand what your person likes, dislikes. What do they like to spend time on? Because you got to let them keep doing that. You got to make sure that that's okay. And then you got to make sure that they're okay with your shit too. Yeah. Don't think like, oh, we'll get married and that'll change. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. nope. Ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's only going to get worse or bigger or whatever. So yep. just, yep. Yes. <laughs> just know that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into our favorite segment, Bruce Day. Chris, what are you sipping on, man? I'm sipping on tea right now. It is uh, <laughs> it is Beautiful. a Bigelow lemon ginger plus probiotics, boys, because Ooh. that's how you start the day when you're 36 years old. But uh, I did have a beer yesterday. It was actually my last remaining beer from my trip to Michigan last year when I visited Bell's Brewery. Uh, which is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I had their hazy IPA yesterday. I may have already reviewed it on the podcast before. I can't find, I just went on their website actually to try and find it. Um, and I don't even see it. So now I'm wondering, did I drink like a limited edition beer and now I don't have it anymore. So a little bit of a crisis (laughs) now. Um, but Bell's is a great brewery, man. And you can find, I mean, you can find their two hearted IPA pretty much anywhere i think so um give it a try if you get a chance and uh yeah it actually had me wondering i think dan you're probably the guy to answer this question i always wonder about shelf life for beers because you know i have some beers Mm. left in my fridge that have been in there for a while this one it it, it's been less than a year and i feel like if a beer if it's less than a year for the most part like you're good but then i feel like once you get past that year point then it's kind of like dependent on the style of beer, like how long is the shelf life? And I never know. Um, I think I might be approaching a period of time where I just got to dump a few though, because like, it's just been way too long. Yeah, yeah. And it does, it varies from style to style. Usually ales will age well. Ales, stouts, porters, you're usually pretty safe there as long as you're keeping it at like the same same kind of temperature. Um, when you get into like lagers, sours, those type of beers you're 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 a little you're a little riskier there you're a little you're in a little bit more of a of a risky business where you're right like a year is probably safe for for mostly any beer but after that is where you start to to get a little little concerned a little concerned i always appreciate a good little soft turn a couple of times on the older beers just oh. a soft couple of times that's yes yes i highly highly encourage that anything that's been a couple of months, but uh, ales. So you can't remember the name of of this. You said it was just a hazy. It had, uh, yeah, it was a hazy IPA, and uh, I was it the ha- hazy hearted. Um, uh, truly, I don't know. I could go into my recycling and get it. <laughs> then I have to leave the podcast, and I've been, I've missed this podcast too much to go do that lately. That's true. Uh, that's it true. might have been okay. hazy hearted. That's the only. Know. That's the first one that came up. It seems like they've got a, a fair amount of. Uh, Maybe other hazies. So nice. I like that. All right. Well, uh, I actually also have a question for Dan, too. So this is great. It's always great to have an expert. Um, So (laughs) I was going through the aisle about to get Maker's Mark, which I always have in the house. And I saw French oaked Maker's Mark, right? There's a huge stamp says French oak. And then there's this long letter on the back talking about like the guy who whose dad made maker's mark and like how this is his mark or whatever. I don't know. It was a really stupid thing. I was like expecting something to learn on the bottle, but it was really this guy being like, Hey, I didn't like the way my dad did it. So here's the way I do it. So it's here too. I'm like, all right, too much information. I don't know you anyways. <laughs> so I try it and I'm like, Whoa, 
this is amazing. So then I just start Googling, what the hell does French oak mean? Really doesn't even help me any what French oak barrels are or how this works, whatever. All I know is it is a more flavorful maker's mark, which may not be great for some people to get more like hints of cinnamon and like some hints of like you feel taste like a little bit of apple or something. But like it is a different maker's mark and it does taste really good. I'm not saying it's better. I don't know if I'm going to buy this mm. all the time. But it is really good. So if you see Maker's Mark French Oak, give it a try. It's actually cheaper than Maker's Mark, too. So Really? Yeah, yeah it's cheaper than Maker's Mark. So it's like, it's. I think it was like $4 cheaper or something. Like make the bottle of Maker's Mark that was next to it was like 25 and that was like 21 or something like that. So yeah, give it a shot. I just don't understand why French Oak, What? What? why do French Oak barrels taste different? What is the deal? I don't know. Do you know, Dan? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, no, uh, but uh, a little bit quick of a uh, search here as well. All that I'm doing is that the um, oak is more uh, loose grained in those barrels um, and less dense than other typical barrels. Um, so you get kind of different flavors um, that are considered to be more savory. So that kind of that's why I'm surprised that they were it was cheaper. That doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. Because you don't oh, hear about French oak very often. So it makes me think that that would be something that's a little bit harder to get. But interesting. Interesting. I have to keep my eye out for more stuff like that. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be trash because it was cheaper, but yeah. Good. Yeah. So nice. OK. Uh, well, fellas, um. We're at an early start time here today, so shout out to a little medium roast coffee that I have here right now. But I did attend the number one rated beer festival in the entire United States, according to USA Today, this past weekend. Barrel and Flow, the best, literally, in my opinion now, of course, the opinion of America, best beer <laughs> festival in the world. Um, it brings... Uh, black owned breweries together and they collaborate with it really has started with i mean it's a pittsburgh based brewery so they often pair them with uh pittsburgh breweries and they collab and they come up with some really really incredible and unique beers um but it's not all pittsburgh it's literally breweries from all around the country um so i want to highlight two here today uh one that i had yesterday from um ailmatic ailmatic um, they're out of Ohio, the artist, Aelmatic are artists and ales, and they had a strawberry cheesecake sour, which they call the empire state of mind and <laughs> spot on a wonderful beer, an absolutely wonderful beer, um, from Aelmatic. They're a, a black owned brewery. And then Didi for you crowns and hops was there they were there on their own um out of inglewood california you took it you, you made sure we knew to, to look out for them and they had their mama's keys key lime pie tart ale awesome 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 beer because key lime pie flavored beer isn't like super you know out of the ordinary um but there's been a, a i've tried it a bunch of different times a bunch of different ways and it's always like there's usually too much lime. It's usually because I mean lime is potent, right? And it's usually so much lime. Um, but this was so well balanced that you got the gram, you got the graham cracker, like the crust part of it in it. It was really, really well done, well executed. They also had a West a West Coast IPA there that was also very, very good. But the Mama's Keys, Key Lime Pie, Tart Ale, Crowns and Hops, salute. Excellent nice. beers. Dude, it made my heart so warm whenever you sent me the picture of their like tent or stand. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> even though I did like tell you like a bunch and then told Shannon yeah. in the morning. So it's not like you right. guys had a choice. I kind of would have been disappointed if you did. When we so. when we walked in, we I was, that's the only thing I said. We looked at the map. I said, Where's Crowns and Hops? We have to at least know where they are. And nobody we didn't care where anybody else was, but we we knew they were on the radar and we we made it. I mean, we made it, we made it around. We made it around. There was a lot of beer 
to consume there. And this year they went with the, we always get the early entry ticket because you need, <laughs> you need a couple hours. You can't rush through there in three hours. It sounds like a lot of time. There's like 300 beers to try there. Like you need a lot of time. <laughs> This year, they went with the early entry. People get the larger tasting glass. Horrible idea. Never do that again. Back to the three ounces, please. We don't. I don't need five ounces of every beer. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Adds like, I, like 45 minutes in, I'm like, well, half pour? Yeah, half pour is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a great time. A lot of great beer. <laughs> well, boys, cheers. 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 Look at these coffee cups this morning. Way to go. I know. Look at us. All the coffee this morning. All right. Well, let's get into the main menu, my friends. And let's first dive in to this Taco Bell story. Chris, you found this. And uh, (laughs) consumers are suing Taco Bell (laughs) because Taco Bell misrepresents the amount of beef in Crunchwrap Supremes by at least double the amount. This is real. This is not fake. This is something that's actually happening in the world today. Huh. There you go. Um, have you ever went to Taco Bell and thought, wow, misrepresentation? <laughs> Absolutely. Haven't you guys? Oh, it yeah. Is, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, that people are finally giving this the attention and the litigation that it deserves because it's it's a little bit ridiculous how you show up and you see the commercial with the tacos looking like heaven and then you show up and it's in some just like dirty old greasy bag and it's flattened like a piece of paper. Come on now. It's a little bit ridiculous and we need, we need Taco Bell to, I mean, if, if we're, if we as the consumer, and I literally mean consumer in this situation, if we as the consumer are not going to hold Taco Bell responsible, then who will? You can, uh, if you're watching the podcast, you can see like actual evidence that they are uh, using in this case of the advertised picture and <laughs> these saddest looking crunch wrap supremes <laughs> to compare of what they actually received those seem a little bit on like a little exaggerated i know they're not but i don't know if i've ever seen one quite that bad but it is it is time it is about time that someone did step up against big fast food and said no 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 this is not what i saw this is not what you're selling. It's not even what I saw in that picture you have outside in the drive-thru. Like, what are we doing? The difference is when we receive these Taco Bell items, most of the time, I'm speaking for myself and I think most of the country at this point, uh, there's usually been some sort of drinking involved. So mm. we don't really pay attention or frankly probably care when we're consuming and what we're consuming. Um, so some sorry-ass sober person has had enough and they were like, no, I am I am not accepting this anymore. And yeah, it's about time we get what we pay for. Dude, that is a great observation. This is what happens when sober people eat Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is exactly it. That's like the opening statement from the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, the defense. The defense yeah. says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the defense. They're like. This guy's obviously sober. Yeah. We really going to listen to this opinion? <laughs> um, <laughs> my God. Yeah. This is hilarious. But it's funny because I feel like with crunch wraps specifically, it does vary. Because some crunch wraps are made with love. They're in that package and they feel like they've got something in them. And then other times, <laughs> they do look exactly like this picture. <laughs> where you're just like... What the hell happened here? Like, what's going on? So it is like, I feel like, because I love crunch wraps, and that is my go-to at Taco Bell. It's a lot of people's go-to. But, like, it does vary, like, a solid, like, I don't know if it's 50-50 or 60-40, but, like, you know what you're going to get most of the time, but then there's also, like, that little part where it's like, wait, this is, this one, something's not right here. Yeah. 
This makes me think you could do this for basically every fast food chain too. So I think we need more sober people to start going to get fast food just for a period of time. Uh, <laughs> because like, think about just like false advertising class action. You, you know how many people could be sued for that? And it was just nobody takes the time to do it. We could do this to the, to the Burger King, to the McDonald's. We could do it to everybody. And then finally get the fast food items that we deserve. See, this is why one of us needed to be a lawyer, because we could just do this in our sleep, because like, you know, lawyers read and they write. That's what they do. They, they that like it's nothing. If we could do this just when we're bored one day, we could probably get a lot of these just settled and get free Taco yeah. Bell forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we could just get free whatever forever because they're just like, all right, here's fifty thousand dollars in gift cards. Have fun. <laughs> like awesome <laughs> that's true that's true i'm like looking at this even closer the, the picture that they have here they have the crunchwrap supreme and then the grande crunchwrap supreme which is supposed to have double the beef and the picture against that one the actual grande crunchwrap supreme it looks like there's less beef in that one than the one above it yeah, it's just two tortillas instead of one. It's just like, two tortillas, right? It's just more tortilla around that one. It's like that's double sad, the lettuce. That's a sad image there. Yeah, that's that Google. image. But then, yeah, go ahead. Maybe, maybe Taco Bell's defense is also trust us. No one needs that much beef. <laughs> trust us. <laughs> They're no doing it for no, the... no one. Yeah, no one needs that much of our beef. <laughs> the Plumbers Association of America would agree. They're doing it for the health of the the, the citizen <laughs> is what they're doing. Yeah, um, that's, that's it. That, no, they're like, oh, no, we just smushed all the beef out to the end so you can see it. So in those actual advertisements, it's all right there. It's just spread out in the one you actually receive. <laughs> Could you imagine how you would feel if you opened up a Taco Bell bag and it actually looked like that, how the Crunchwrap is supposed to look? Dude, I, I don't know if I would even eat it. I would be so happy. I would be so like... I would want to just like save it. it. It looks so, that looks so good. That looks so unbelievably good. The one on the right is like how I feel my Chipotle burrito looks when I ask for two spoonfuls of rice and they give me like the full spoonful of rice and then like, yeah, it's a little tip of a spoonful. I hate that shit. Mm -hmm. What fast food chain represents themselves the best, would you say, in what do they advertise versus what you receive? Gotta be like Chipotle, right? Chipotle but is that is considered fast? I guess that's not like exactly fast food. fast food, but it I is. I consider yeah. it fast food. Okay. Okay. Maybe Chick-fil-A. Mm, yeah. yeah. Chick-fil-A do does good. Job. Does like Subway count? Oh, what? They're changing the game. They're slicing it by order now. There you go. Steph Curry tells you so every week. I see him there. He's telling us about the changes of Subway. Dude, the Subway menu is so confusing now. I hadn't been to Subway in a in like a really long time. Like I go to Jersey Mike's most of the time anytime I want something like that, right? So when I was in Vegas, I got Subway and the menu is like insane. It's like keto options, this option, this thing. And then some of the subs are listed twice under different categories. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, do people really go to Subway and like balance their meals off of like wow, fitness? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> it's Subway. Just tell me. Like, if you want to put that on the internet somewhere, cool. But like, come on. Uh, two things. First of all, you were in Vegas. Yeah, you, you wanted a sandwich, and you didn't go to Earl of Sandwich. Come like, on. first of all, I'm oh. super offended. What is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> second of all, we never we needed to follow up. Speaking of lawsuits, Subway didn't they get sued for like not using actual tuna? We talked about this on the brunch breakdown. I think like it was a year ago. And Didi, you said Siobhan like loves their tuna or something yeah. like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder, wonder is that is the tuna back on the menu? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. We need to follow up. Subway, <laughs> we're coming after you. Not out of it yet. <laughs> God, one of us needs to get a law degree. That's the that's the key to this whole story right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Before we go into weirdest thing, strangest thing, whatever thing we saw on the internet this week, um, we saw a weird thing. Caitlin Clark, one of the uh, probably the most exciting college basketball players since Steph Curry, uh, plays for Iowa. And no, she didn't, you know, just get 
two million dollars from some local car dealership. No, 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 no. I was like, we know how to <laughs> appreciate you with a statue of butter, a sculpture <laughs> made of butter. And if you know who Caitlin Clark is, you know that this looks nothing like her <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like, at all. This looks like, because I understand statues are bigger. I get it. But what I am saying is, Caitlin Clark is like tall and skinny. She's like 6'2 and like skinny. This looks like mm-hmm. a a huge center. And also, <laughs> dude, I don't know. This is hilarious to me. I, like, statue of butter and also just doesn't look like her at all. No, not even remotely close. Like the, her face does. This doesn't look like you would never. If it didn't say Iowa across the jersey, you'd have no idea who this is. You think this is just like a like any any woman playing basketball? Honestly, um, a couple other notes. Um, I've never paid attention to Caitlin Clark's knees before, but if they're anything like this sculpture, I'm going to in the future because whoa, maybe it's they need electrical extra support for this butter. But hey, she got like this thing's got some knees on it. Some serious of, knees. A little bit it. of inflammation going on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that left um, knee. The is second knees drained. <laughs> that left knee is swollen. Uh, knee's drained. <laughs> um, the other note: if you look at the left hand, the free hand that there's no basketball in, it looks pretty good. What happened to her fingers on her right hand that's holding the basketball? Is this an accurate representation of her hand? Just all stubs, kn- all knuckles. All kn- <laughs> it's a knuckle sandwich right here. Literally, it's a knuckle <laughs> sandwich. It's all. That's all it is. Where did her fingers go? What happened? Come on, Iowa. You better than this. I uh, I'm torn on this, boys. I think. <laughs> well, I can't I, wait to hear this. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, did you not know this is a there's a polarizing debate going on? Here? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think on one hand, this looks ridiculous. Um, on the other hand, and no, not her right hand. I think that <laughs> it's probably unbelievably hard to make anything out of butter. So, like, it's kind of amazing that there's a a butter person just standing right there. Okay, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. Is that the politically, that the politically, politically correct term? I, I don't know. Don't, don't get me canceled. Please don't get me canceled here. If, if Iowans are are sensitive to that, please just like fast forward. Um, but this brings to mind something I've actually thought for a while is that like oh. for anything when we're like doing these unique statues or like, you know, like busts of the like players in the hall of fame and stuff like that. To me, none of them ever end up looking like the person like almost never, (laughs) but we have wax museums where it's like so similar that you think it's actually the person, you know, like it's like terrifyingly similar. And I've always thought, why do we keep making these busts and like the NFL, the pro football hall of fame, that don't look like the guys at all when we could just make wax busts of them. And then you feel like you're walking through a hall of dead people's heads, right? So like, why do we keep that? We're doing bronze. We're doing butter. Everything should be wax. Like, can we, can we make this happen so that it actually looks like the people? Okay. So you want the hall of fame to be like, uh, what's it? Madame Tussauds. The, like so, the yeah. the celebrity wax museums and stuff, which I mean, the stuff they're doing these days is pretty freaking crazy. incredible. Um, so I mean, like I'm down for it, but this Caitlin Clark thing, Clark thing, is weird because you know in textbooks when we were growing up, and there would be like some of the things would be like an- some of the people would be like animated, like if they were like Thanksgiving pictures. I feel like the head looks like stock animated photo of like native american man <laughs> and i can't get that out of my head like it's it's the ponytail that does it, it i wouldn't does. be saying this if it weren't for the ponytail just like hanging in yeah. the air like that yeah 
And it's like, it just reminds me of like that stock Native American photo with oh like, the, I, I don't know. That's what that looks like to me. See, Didi, you did pay attention in school because I agree. <laughs> that looks that looks exactly like what you're describing. It's I so hate how accurate that... that is. It's so accurate. <laughs> Those are the things that I remember from school. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew when that information was going to come in handy. And look. God, oh, man. Well, speaking wow. of weird things, boys, <laughs> what are the weirdest things you saw on the Internet this week? Chris, this is a new segment. Enjoy. I like it. What do you got? Yeah, yeah I mean, the internet is ever-changing, and social media is a train wreck on a daily basis, oh, so so why not? Um, this one's going to be kind of niche, okay? Uh, but it still is like, I find it very strange that this happens. Uh, if you've listened to the brunch breakdown for any point in time, you know I'm a hockey fan. Uh, if if you, you haven't listened to the brunch breakdown, for a long period of time. And also if you're not from the city of Pittsburgh, don't worry, I'm not going to go like way deep on this, but like, you know how in any sport, when you get to like a draft or like free agency, you're like, I think we should do this, which is basically let's get rid of all of our bad players for their one good player, which is ridiculous, right? It never happens except it just did. It literally just did. The penguins just did a thing where they like, literally got rid of all of their bad players. They were like, okay, here's our old guys. Here's like the terrible overpaid contracts that we have. And like a bunch of dudes you've never heard of. We're going to give them to you and let you pay those people. And then you're going to send us maybe the best defenseman in the game. And it happened. And that's the strangest trade that I think I have ever seen. And so that was the first thing that came to mind when you proposed this topic for this week. Uh, It's happened. And now I expect like, it probably won't happen again in our lifetimes where we see like that drunk person argument of what to do in a trade come to fruition, but it did. And I think we should all take a moment to recognize it. It's being called like one of the greatest heists in NHL history. And um, yeah, it was just absolutely wild that he, that they could pull off uh, this type of trade. Never have I seen, they always do, you know, grading a trade, right? The national outlets always grade a trade for every team. Never, <laughs> ever have I seen a national outlet grade a team an A-plus on a trade until this week <laughs> when the Penguins got an A-plus on this trade. I have no idea how he pulled it off. Yeah, when I saw that trade, I was like, wait, that can't be right. <laughs> it just didn't seem right like i was like is this a rumor you know what i mean like you know you when you're going through your, your instagram feed it's like trade and it's like oh trade rumor you know what i mean and mm-hmm. this is the kind of trade that um i'm interested to see what happens in hockey after this because um there have been so many trades in the nba where there's been then like now like that and now they're like cracking down on it now they're like making sure that it doesn't happen so it's yeah. like there have been all these like players in the last year of their contract. They don't want to lose them for nothing. And then they like just trade them for basically, you know, you know, 20 cents on the dollar. It's insane. And um, yeah. And I wonder what's going to happen here with that one. Like, I honestly was worried that the trade was going to get reversed. Like the commissioner was going to step in and be like, <laughs> steps in. Be like, this isn't no, fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do this. Do this all over again. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Dan, weirdest thing you saw. Um, to piggyback off of that real quick, similar to your topic there, Chris, um, I'll, I'll mention two things. One is they introduced, uh, the player that we're talking about, Eric Carlson. They brought him obviously to the facility when he got into Pittsburgh and he's walking through the hallway in the Penguins practice facility. And they've got photos up of players, current players, Sidney Crosby, Kenny Malkin, like the greats in the hallway. They had a photo of Eric Carlson in a Penguins jersey in a game. And it was it was very it was weird for me to see it and it was extremely weird can you imagine him seeing it because it wasn't like oh we took somebody's face we just put your face on this player who wears the same number as you. No. AI has gotten so wild. It look it, it's a it's a very real looking photo where he is in a Penguins jersey in a game with his face. It was crazy to see that. That brings to mind again how bad that 
butter statue was. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. Great point. Um, But like you said, Didi, this is like the second time we've, we've done this segment. And when we first talked about it, I think it was last week. um, I shared a video, maybe it was two weeks ago. I shared a video of uh, Russell Crowe. Like, where am I now? And it was great. Well, I'll tell you what. Russell Crowe has become my new favorite follow on Twitter. On X, excuse me. Um, and I have to do it again. I have to I have to tell you more. Russell Crowe, strangest, weirdest, funniest thing I saw on the internet this week. I could run down his whole list from the past seven days, but I'll give you one. I'll give you one tweet of his. X, excuse me. Um, here it is. I'm leaving Germany today. It was only a few days, really, in two different visits. First from the east to Munich and then from the west to Munich. Things I love about Germany. Number one, Autobahn. <laughs> Number two, lots of smiles, lots of English speakers. <laughs> Number three, countryside between cities, rolling hills. Number four, architectural surprises everywhere. Number five, finding that beer halls are full of Germans, not just tourists. I'm definitely going to find the time in the future to come back. So much to explore here. Russell Crowe, thank you for your take on Germany and how there's people <laughs> that speak English there. And it's not just tourists in German uh, in German pubs. Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful <laughs> recap of Germany and the things that you love. I, this is he's a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal follow on Twitter. He also took a picture with um a german band and particularly the um what let me see let me see if i can find this here the accordion player and he took this picture with this accordion player and again russell crowe looks like santa claus for some reason um (laughs) (laughs) and he's tweeted the picture and is like does anyone know this accordion player in this band i told him i'd take a picture together and get it to him Deliver delivery of my promise to do a photo with him delivered by social media. It's all good. It is basically he's like, please, anybody know this man? Send him this photo of us. Russell Crowe, you are a treasure, my friend. A treasure. My God. <laughs> all right. Russell Crowe, come to the come to the table. Anytime. I know it's going to be hard for me to not go to Russell Crowe every week when we do this segment. It's going to be difficult, but he's just giving me gold right now. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, a weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week. Uh, the Hall of Fame for the NFL was last week. And listen, I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan. I, I love my Cleveland Browns. I hate my Cleveland Browns. It's all the things. Um, But if your record as a player is 48 and 128, <laughs> I don't care how good you were and i am not somebody who thinks that championships are what define any player we all talk about team sport team sport until it comes to judging players then we're like whoa that one guy didn't win a championship right but (laughs) joe thomas made the hall of fame and i and i understand he's he's either he's great whatever but like 48 and 128 so I'm like, is it more? And when you're saying that, because it's like he's up there talking and everyone and all these people respect him and he's good and whatever. But it's like 48 wins, 128 losses. <laughs> Could we do that for any other position other than offensive line? The the position that we know, that we don't know anything about, like none of us know anything about. I, I don't know. And just seeing him up there giving him a speech, I'm happy for him. But I'm also like, I, it was just weird. It was super weird to see. And <laughs> 48 and 128. It's all that's been stuck in my head. Because I knew it had to be bad. It was the big play for the Browns' whole career. But I didn't know it was, it's that bad. Yeah, when you put it in just perspective like that, it looks pretty rough. His, yeah. his The stats they were reading on him were so depressing, too. Oh. They're like, he blocked for 73 quarterbacks in 20 seasons or whatever it was like it's just like such depressing stuff like okay that yeah that's a great point because 
again, could you do this for any other position besides offensive line where it's like, listen, it really wasn't this guy's fault. But also, like, what can you provide? Be like, he didn't let a sack happen in this many games. Like, okay, that's it. Like, you can't say, you know, he's not making plays on defense. He's not making plays on offense. There's not a whole lot of stats that you could provide there besides he's good at this. Like, yes. And so, <laughs> and like, no, it's not his fault that he lost that many games. But also, do you respect him more that he stayed there the whole time and was loyal to that organization? Or do you like lose a little bit of respect for him being like, dude, you, let me be the last year you go play somewhere else to maybe win a couple more games? Maybe like, would you think you'd want to do that? Are you not motivated as a player to like want to win? Or are you like, you know what? This is all about the organization. And uh, that's I'm here. I'm here blocking everything. Yeah. That's personally, it. personally, it makes me question his character a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, this is honestly, this is Damian Lillard's problem in Portland. He wants out of Portland, Ooh. but I'm like, dude, you should have left four years ago. Mm. Yeah. you knew where the you, you knew you knew where the bread was buttered back to butter again you knew where <laughs> you, you knew you knew what was going on four years ago and now you're like oh i want to get out get me out i'm demanding it no we were all saying it four years ago and joe thomas you should have done the same thing you could have went right down the road to the steelers they would have taken you you could actually oh, have yeah. some success got that record up to at least 50 wins something <laughs> jesus right <laughs> Well, that was the weirdest thing. Like him and Darrell Rivas went in the Hall of Fame at the same time. That doesn't eh, doesn't make any sense. Sorry. Eh, No one was calling it Joe Thomas Island. Like, sorry. Ridiculous. All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, that was fun. Boys, now let's uh, get into music. Let's do it. What are you listening to? Chris, you missed a couple weeks. What are you listening to? Yeah, man. So the first one I'm going to give you guys is a little bit. Uh, out of left field, but I've been watching a lot of clips of this dude. His name is Morgan J. And he's like a he's like a, a musical comedian kind of. Um, but he's like not a musical comedian in the traditional sense where it's like, hey, song with punchlines, songs over, new song with new punchlines, songs over. Like it's not like this structured type of thing. He like it feels like his entire set is improvised where he's like playing a guitar and he's like talking and doing crowd work like while singing the word. He doesn't talk to people. He like sings what he's talking and it's very like abstract, but I find it to be very, very funny. Uh, But he does have a few songs on Spotify. And so I'm going to put his song Friend Zone on the playlist. But like look this dude up on TikTok or Instagram. His his videos are very, very funny. Morgan J. yeah, I, 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 one of my new favorites in the comedy space, and I love stand-up comedy. Nice. Do you follow Don't Tell Comedy? Because you should if you don't. Everybody should. I don't think so. Well, follow Don't Tell Comedy. Like, do it oh. right now. Put it on your Instagram. Do it right now. Just saying that just so we're, because okay. we're talking about comedy right now. It's literally, it's the new Comedy Central. It's, it's awesome. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, since I'm talking, I guess I'll go next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh went to uh, my friend G Flip's album listening party last week, uh, and it was awesome. And the album is amazing. It's called Drummer. And I'm going to put on the playlist rough. I'm going back and forth on which ones I want to put on the playlist. But it, this album's awesome because the cool thing about G Flip, G Flip, plays the drums and sings and it is awesome and something you don't really see that much now for sure it's kind of like a trick that artists do whenever they're like in the middle of their set but like this is what g flip does and the album's awesome and there's i mean there are very few things that sound like this album that are out right now so check it out g flip drummer check out the whole album because it's really good but rough is the song i want to put on the playlist love it love it um for me, first one up for me, the band Camino. Um, again, no strangers to Sounds of Brunch, but it's been a little while. Um, they dropped their brand new album called The Dark uh, this past week, and the whole album is great. Um, I'm going to put the song Save My Life on the playlist. It might be my, it's probably my favorite of the like non singles that have already been released. Um, and I know they got a tour coming up soon, um, but really great album. 
uh, a really big fan of of their sound and what they do. Um, so save my life from the band Camino. Oh, is it me? Chris, what you got? Oh, yeah, it's you. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, number two. Uh, less Than Jake is celebrating 20 years of its album, Hello, Rock View. And you boys know Chris Gates is a fan of 20-year reunion album redo <laughs> situations. It's a big um, year for you. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> hey, boys, 2003, that, that meant something to me. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. so... I don't know what song I'm going to put on there, but they they redid uh, a few songs from Hello Rock View. I'll pick one. You'll enjoy it. Probably all my best friends are metalheads because that was kind of their song that like really launched them into whatever mainstream was for them back in the day. So uh, yeah, that was an exciting, like totally unexpected, didn't know that was happening. Totally unexpected thing that I've found enjoyable lately. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this song i was in my car a lot this week so i have like so much music it's like bugging me in my head but back to the album that i think is the album of the year travis scott's utopia there's a song on there called telekinesis with future and SZA, and it's like i feel like it's almost i think it's long, songs like six minutes long it's awesome and if you haven't listened to utopia it's freaking great and telekinesis is like the epic just i think it's the second to last song on the album and it's just fire and i listened to it a million times while driving over the past few days so um yeah travis scott telekinesis telekinesis there you go there you go um next one for me is an artist i just discovered this week she's got a nice little following it seems like but uh charlotte Cardin. um she's out of canada and we know how much we love canada we're thinking about you even though hawaii's on fire canada also probably still on fire. Um, but Charlotte Carden, uh, she released a song called Confetti uh, last week. And it's just re- a really catchy melody. And she's kind of got a, a vulnerability um, with her vocals that come out. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to hear more and to dive a little bit more um, into her discography. Because this was a really, really great song um, uh, by somebody I hadn't heard before. So hope you guys enjoy it. Nice. All right. Uh, my last one here is from a dude. I think it's pronounced Walwyn. Probably he's from the UK. Uh, this is one of those dudes that like does pop punk by himself, right? He like just is a master at all instruments and writes really catchy tunes. I think I put him on the playlist a while ago. He came out with a new song called famous. So I want to put that one on our playlist this week. Uh, it's catchy. It's kind of like an ironic song about wanting to be famous and then like getting famous and being like, do I really want to be famous? So it's a cool song. Uh, and yeah, that's my last one. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, Khalid has a song on the Barbie soundtrack because everyone has a song on the Barbie soundtrack. <laughs> um, full, full of bangers, by the way, if uh, you haven't listened to the Barbie soundtrack. Uh, Khalid has a song on there called Silver Platter. And this song is awesome because it is like it is like the friend zone, like you got friend zoned anthem. But it is beautiful because Khalid is like just singing his heart out, saying, if I put it all on a silver platter, would it even matter? And anybody who's ever been friend zoned, I don't care if you were friend zoned 30 years ago, you feel what this song is saying. It's it's just great because you're just like, literally, if I did all this, put on a silver platter, would it matter? And she's like, no, like you're my best friend. That's it. So yeah, silver platter, Khalid. It's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, since neither of you did it, I'm doing it. Olivia Rodrigo. Holy shit. Bad oh, idea, right? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, great idea. Great idea. Great song. <laughs> so glad. So glad. So excited. Listen, nothing against Vampire. Great song. But like no. I was like, come on. We First single, you got to you give it to us. Give it to us. You started off with, you know, we all know driver's license. And then it was like, good for you. It was like, okay, now we see where we're going. She went the same path. I would have done it the other way around. Either way, bad idea, right? Awesome song. I'm so excited for more Olivia Rodrigo. No shame there. Great. Great song. Like, if you want to talk about, like, 2003, yeah. This song is so 2003. Like, yeah. 
This song is like it sounds like Fifi Dobson and Ashley Simpson and everyone who yeah, I'm I'm Chris, I'm not joking. This is this song yeah. is this song is about you, man. This is your song. Like this is like if Chris Gates had a baby in 2003, what his daughter would be making music like in 2023. <laughs> that is what this song is. Like I'm dead serious. That's what the song is. Like I I love that song. Well, yeah, ironically, they have the first same name. The first same first name. That's true. They oh shit. Are you Olivia Rodrigo's dad? Listen, guys, <laughs> not not while we're recording. Okay. <laughs> let's let's well, I'm doing math real quick. How old were you? Like, so in two thousand three. I mean, I mean it's possible. It's not impossible. No, it's definitely not impossible. <laughs> you were what, like sixteen, so like I mean No man. comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Welp. <laughs> that's what we're listening to make sure you check out the playlist on spotify sounds of brunch tell siri tell alexa play sounds of brunch and they will do that all right boys this was a fun one any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown the letter b gentlemen is on my mind get yourself some brunch put some butter on it maybe make a baby <laughs> get that basement redone let's go Oh, that's a bunch breakdown. We're out.